Okay, we're back on a Wednesday afternoon. The trucker protest it is blocking, slowing traffic on the Ambassador Bridge, which of course connects Windsor and Detroit, and is the busiest international crossing in North America. Drew Dilkins is the mayor of Windsor and joins us now for more on this developing story. Mayor, good afternoon. I appreciate your time. Uh, my pleasure. Could you, first of all, just give us a bit of an update? What is the situation at the Ambassador Bridge right now? Well, it's a fluid situation, but at this very moment, you have truck access to uh, the United States. And so there is a way for truckers to get to the United States. Uh, but access by trucks coming into Canada has been completely blocked off. And so it's a, it's a one-way route at this point, which is very problematic because once truckers get over, if they have no way back, uh, it's, it's just it, it, it further clogs the system that's already bottlenecked. Yeah, just how big of a deal is this, Mayor, stopping, bottlenecking, slowing uh, traffic on the Ambassador Bridge? Well, it is a huge deal. And what Canadians need to know is that this is the busiest border crossing between the United States and Canada. And almost a full third of our international trade crosses at the Ambassador Bridge. And it's about eight to 10,000 trucks a day. And people will say, well, what does that mean in terms of dollars and cents? It's about $450 million per day that crosses at that one location. Uh, and so when it's tied up, when it is bottlenecked or closed, within an hour, you have the auto companies who are saying, we operate in a just-in-time delivery world, what's going on? And very quickly thereafter, the rest of the manufacturing sector and the food sector get on board and say, we need access to the United States to move our goods. Okay, so the economic impact of this, is it going to be felt immediately, like now or in days or weeks to come? Oh, it, it was felt within the first hour uh, in a just-in-time world where you have delivery to both sides of the border, uh, literally just in time for uh, implementation into the manufacturing product. Uh, within an hour, you will have plants that start figuring out contingency plans, uh, and you are already seeing Ford and other OEMs make a decision to start scaling back production because they do not have enough supply uh, of the parts to put into the vehicles that they're making. Uh, and so it is a it is an immediate impact. It is a material impact, not just for Windsor, Essex or Ontario, but for our entire nation. And that is why it cannot be allowed. This illegal blockade cannot be allowed to continue for very long because it has widespread implications that will ripple across the entire country. All right. And to that point, what sort of preparations are being made by you, by the city, by the uh, police force there? Yeah, it is, a, it is a difficult situation. And I think the best way to describe this is you have protesters on the ground uh, who, are, who have stated uh, in the media and elsewhere that they are willing to die for this cause and that they are not moving. Uh, and so in an effort to not escalate the situation, police are taking a very tactical approach, trying to deal with them one-on-one. -on -one. They have had some success. And so it was just a day ago when the, when, when the traffic in both directions was blocked. And now we have traffic moving in one direction. So progress has been made. More needs to be done. They're working through uh, these particular issues. And frankly, they're, they're working through issues uh, in, a, in a tactful way with trying to find a rational solution with folks who aren't always rational in their in their response and so it's 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 a difficult situation but i understand the frustration that my my residents are experiencing i'm frustrated and want to see these folks move on what i don't want to do is seem some operational response that has everyone move out very very quickly at, at force where someone's going to get injured or where we move 100 people today and two days from now 300 more show up uh, and so we're trying to deal with this in a reasonable and sensible way recognizing that hey we live in a democracy and the hallmark of democracy is the ability to to express yourself and protest and demonstrate that's okay what's not okay is choking off the busiest border crossing between our two nations 
Yeah. Would you uh, say that uh, this is where this becomes really uh, problematic? Because, you know, I've heard the argument that uh, what's going on right now on the Ambassador Bridge, it's uh, hurting us all, hurting uh, all Canadians. You know, we've talked about some of this when it comes to, you know, goods being available and maybe some of the spinoff effects in the days and weeks to come, that there could be layoffs on the way, that sort of thing, that, uh, that this is hurting everyone. Well, it, it does hurt everyone. And I think just uh, in, in my own backyard, we are home to uh, Stellantis, make the Chrysler Pacifica minivan right here in Windsor. Uh, and so because of the, uh, the COVID issue and the, and the chip shortages and the supply chain challenges, we are already seeing the impact of that play out in 2022 with the, the ending of the second shift because there's just not enough, there are not enough chips to put in the vehicles that are being ordered. Uh, and so that pain is already here. All of all this protest does is layer on more pain, not just for my community, but for the entire nation. Uh, and, and there are so many people, tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of Canadian families who rely on smooth and efficient border crossings to put food on their table. This has a material impact. It's swift, it's immediate, and it needs to be dealt with ASAP, and it will require a federal and provincial intervention along with municipal support. All right. Mayor, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. There is the mayor of Windsor, Drew Dilkins, and we're back after break. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.